Mary Baker Eddy is dead. Joseph Smith is dead. The Buddha is dead. Muhammad is dead. But Jesus of Nazareth is alive. To him all the prophets bear witness. To him all the apostles likewise bear witness. By raising him from the dead, God himself bears witness that he is the one appointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. Think of the glory that is to come, and we will be there. The Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him. He will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations. And we will be there too. We will see the very Son of God. Who with the Father and the Holy Spirit created the world and everything that is in it. What wisdom and power and glory, the creator and upholder and preserver of the universe, the master, controller of the galaxies, and we shall be in his presence. Now in our day there doesn't seem to be all that much uh, awareness of the glory of God and the glory of God's Son Jesus Christ. People are sometimes impressed by the creation, but not by the Creator. Therefore, on this day, as we are still celebrating the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, let us look at the words of a prophet who was very much aware of the glory of God. Jeremiah chapter 10, verses 6 and 7. There is none like you, O Lord, you are great, and your name is great in might. Who would not fear you, O King of the nations? For this is your rightful due. For among all the wise men of the nations, and in all their kingdoms, there is none like you. You know, that title that was put up above Jesus' cross, King of the Jews. But he's much more than that. As Jeremiah says, he is King of the nations. There is no kingdom or power anywhere in this world that is not under his control. Even as Satan himself is on a leash and can do no more than what he is permitted to do, so also all the powerful rulers of this world can do no more than what the Son of God allows them to do, because all authority has been given to him in heaven and on earth. And someday... All the leaders of this world will have to admit that all the power they had was only theirs because it had been given to them from above 
and only for a tiny fraction of time. Sometimes the leaders of this world receive their judgment already in this life. We think of people like Adolf Hitler or Saddam Hussein who had to admit they were totally helpless at the end of their lives. But if not in this world, they will certainly have to bow down before Jesus Christ on the day of judgment. Jeremiah chapter 10, verses 12 and 13. He has made the earth by his power. He has established the world by his wisdom and has stretched out the heavens at his discretion. When he utters his voice, there is a multitude of waters in the heavens, and he causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain. He brings the wind out of his treasuries. Jesus, our risen Lord, was involved in the creation of all things in the beginning. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. His creation speaks to us every day, and every new discovery of the mechanism of the universe adds to his glory, his power, and his wisdom. The foolishness of the blind chance theory of evolution is exposed more and more every day as the intricacies, intricacies of the creation are discovered. Someday there will be no doubters at all. Even as there were no doubters as the waters of the flood rose in the days of Noah, all those running up to high ground as fast as they could, were very well aware of the glory of God. When he utters his voice, there is a tumult of waters in the heavens. We ourselves experience this on a lesser scale in every thunderstorm. The power of God. Jeremiah chapter 10, verses 14 to 16. Everyone is dull-hearted without knowledge. Every metal smith is put to shame by an image, for his molded image is falsehood, and there is no breath in them. They are futile, a work of errors. In the time of their punishment they shall perish. The portion of Jacob is not like them, for he is the maker of all things, and Israel is the tribe of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. In the days of Jeremiah, the nations had their idols, their hand-carved images. Their goldsmiths were gifted artisans. They did everything they could to shape those idols in as wonderful a way as they could. But they must have realized themselves that these handmade idols were powerless. The same thing is true of the idols of our day. 
They may not be handmade, but they are mind-made. Mind-made gods, like the gods that were worshipped by Mary Baker Eddy, Joseph Smith, the Buddha, and Mohammed. Any concept of God that we have in our heads that is not based on the revelation that God has given us in Scripture is worthless. From the beginning, God chose a people to whom he would reveal his word and give his promises. At first, these promises were handed down from generation to generation orally. And then finally, God chose Moses to give us a written record of his word. And God chose a nation, the nation of Israel, to whom this revelation was given. Jesus himself said, salvation is of the Jews. They had God's sure and truthful word. And now God has given us his sure and certain word, not only through the prophets of the Old Testament, but through the apostles in the New Testament. And all of these scriptures testify of Jesus. That one, the suffering servant of the Lord, who was hanging there on the cross, bearing our punishment. That same Jesus who then rose from the dead, ascended to heaven, and is now reigning over all things. Apart from him, there is nothing but condemnation. But with him, and through him, there is eternal life. We sing hymn 221, stanzas 3, 5, and 6. 221, 3, 5, and 6.